0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. How many out there are history buffs? Anyone? Raise the hands. Like a few. So, honestly, I'm a little bit more, I was probably a little bit more like you guys uh, when I was a kid. Um typically history was the, the the subject, like, right after recess. So I would get in from recess, you know, I'd be playing dodgeball and, um, you know, doing my best there. And then I'd be like, crap, I have to do history now. And then I would raise my hand and be like, hey, can I go to the bathroom, please? <laughs> and I would just try to avoid history as much as possible. But it's interesting because I think history has such value um, in our lives today because, honestly, if there were no history, there wouldn't be now, right? makes sense. So... Um, more recently in my years, I've, I've learned that history is actually really interesting, it's really cool, and it's intrigued me a lot. Um, but I was looking back this week at what happened in the Civil War era, and I just wanted to share this real quick idea with you today um, about how the Civil War, uh, I guess they're called like color guards, would work, all right? So I promise this, this makes sense, but just just stick along with me here, and then once I get to the end of it, you'll be like... You're not just talking a bunch of gibberish right now, Aaron. You'll understand. So um, here we go. So in the Civil War, it was really interesting to me to learn that there were people that would have these flags, right? And they would bring their flags over with them whenever they were in battles and wars and stuff. And what I didn't know, actually, is at that time, people held so much pride and value in the states that they were a part of. And each state had, like, their own flag, right? So every group of people that were fighting, they would have these flags, And they would all look to the flag. um, And they had so much respect for it. And they would always, um, you know, they would honor it. They would bring it through parades through town whenever they weren't having wars. And during battles and stuff, um, everyone would fight for that thing. And it was, like, the person that carried the flag, he would pretty much get shot all the time, because people would be like, oh, there's the flag, let's shoot it, you know, so it's, like, a really scary thing, but people held that with such honor and respect, Um, but not only did they honor the flag, but there was a lot of practical reasons to have this, Um, but whenever you're in battle, obviously, you know, you're fighting, you know, and back in that day, your gun could probably go from here to, like, to the back wall, (laughs) so it wasn't quite as intense as it is now, but there would be all this warfare going around, you know, chaos and a bunch of loud shouts and, and uh and, and gunshots and things like that. So what the flag also did at that at that time was um people whenever they would be like fighting and stuff, they'd be like, crap, where's my group? And then they'd be like, Oh, there's the flag, I'm gonna go over there now so that they would they would be protected and uh they would know where to go. So have you guys ever felt in your lives like you were in just this crazy turmoil battle, like you're stressed out with your workplace, you're stressed out with things that you're dealing with your family um, or whatever it may be, but I know personally that I felt like, you know, just stressed out. I felt like, um, you know, there's just a ton of chaos and stuff happening in my life. For me, it almost feels like I can't even think sometimes because I just feel like my schedule is so packed. I can't even see anything that's like, that that's open up on my schedule. And that just, it like gives me a bunch of tension, and I'm just like, dang, I don't know what to do here. Um, but, so today, uh, as Jared mentioned, we are in our God, or what's in a name series, and today I would like to talk about the name of God that is Yahweh Nisi, which simply means that the Lord is our banner. See what I did there, right? All right. <laughs> so, um, I think that this concept, it's a little bit I, I think at first it was a little bit strange to me to to think like, what the Lord is our banner? What is that like? The Lord is just a flag hanging out to look at. But um in the context of, of what I'd like to talk about today, the Lord being our banner is is such a beautiful thing because as I mentioned just in the in the times whenever people would need to, to have the flag, like in the Civil War and stuff. People would look to that thing with such honor, respect. They would also look to it for, for encouragement, because when they see the flag up, they're like, man, I am fighting for my state or, or my country, and um, I'm just going to keep fighting because, you know, they see the flag there, and it's, it's like encouraging to them, right? So um, the main thing that I wanted to focus on today is this, that when we make God our focal point, he gives us the strength to overcome. So... The, uh, if, if you do have a Bible with you, that would be cool. If you could open it up to Exodus chapter 17. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, you probably have some kind of smartphone. And if you have the version app, I encourage you to check it out because, um, for me at least, it helps me to follow along whenever I have scripture in front of me that we're talking about today. So, in Exodus chapter 17, there's a really cool story that I wanted to share with you today. So, Exodus 17, verse 8 is where we will start. And... I like to use the New Living Translation because it actually um, sounds like regular English to me, so I can understand it. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Exodus 17, 8 says this. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did that, what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, who was his brother, and her, who was a person named her, climbed to the top of a nearby hill. <laughs> as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But when he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses's arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up, so Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. They stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua, I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, they have raised their fist against the Lord's throne, so now the Lord will be at war with Amalek, generation after generation. I think that's awesome. That's such a cool story. Um, But a couple of things that I, I feel like I wanted to shed light on from this story is this. Number one is, um, whenever we want to, you know, see God as who, as as the story says, as Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner, these are some things that we can do here, is the first thing would be expect the supernatural. So, in verse 11, um, it says that as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage, but whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. And so, whenever I thought of this, um... I'm not telling you guys that you need to go buy some staff or, like, whittle a stick from the woods and use that and expect the supernatural with it and be, like, pointing at people and be, like, "Uh, you will give me a pay raise in Jesus' name. Like, it's not like that. But what the supernatural is is a lot of times I feel like even myself get kind of, like, I blow it out of proportion, right? And the supernatural isn't necessarily, I can't, I can't, like disrespect it because it's a beautiful thing. Like God gives us the ability to do the supernatural through him. Um, but a lot of times I feel like when I think what the supernatural is, it's like um, go and heal people like the Bible talks about, you know, or going and um, walking on water. <laughs> I can't do that. But um what I wanted to share with you guys, though, is the supernatural doesn't always necessarily mean those huge, incredible um miracles and signs and wonders that God talks about yes those things can happen because the scripture does tell us that but also the supernatural can be something just as simple as the Holy Spirit just speaking to you in your heart right so a cool example of this is a few years ago um, I was actually I, I got really into snowboarding and I found this little snowboard shop over in the North Hills area. And I was trying to get my, my rig all set up, you know, so I, could, I wouldn't have to, like, rent stuff all the time. And there was this guy I met. His name was John at the snowboard shop, right? And he was a really cool dude. He was um, kind of my age. He understood what I wanted. He was like, I don't have a lot of money either, so I'm going to give you good deals. And I was like, yeah, my man. So um, this guy and I kind of connected. And I remember um, I was actually leaving to go somewhere to go home. I was about 20 minutes away from this place, and I was thinking to myself, I really want some new stuff for my board. And I had an appointment that just got canceled, and I was like, hmm. So then I felt it was a little bit different than normal, but I felt like at that moment the Holy Spirit was like, you should go there because um, I think John will be there, and I want you to talk to him. So I was like, all right, I can do that. So um, again, it wasn't like, like I had this vision of John. But I just felt like just a little bit of a prompting in my spirit that God wanted me just to go and talk to this guy. So I went there, ended up buying some new stuff, which was cool. And then whenever I was talking to him, he was actually following me out into the parking lot to help me carry my stuff. And he just started talking to me and opening up to me like out of nowhere. I was like, dude. I don't know anything about you, but you were just opening right up to me. But, hey, that's cool. So what I found out was he actually had, like, he was dealing with a ton of stuff. He went to a mission trip a couple years um, prior to that, and he was like, man, I was really on fire for God. I was really serving him a lot. And then on my way home on the flight, my appendix exploded, and I was in the hospital for, like, three months. And then I just totally forgot everything that happened because it was an amazing trip. But I couldn't remember any of it, and I was really frustrated, and I just – stop serving God. And, um, so I feel like the simple trip to go get something that I wanted for my snowboard turned into me being able to encourage this guy and telling him, God hasn't forgotten about you. I know that the reason that I'm here isn't just because you found a new cool friend. Um, although I am pretty cool, <laughs> but the reason that I'm here, I believe is because God wanted me to be here. Cause I knew like, I felt like he wanted me to be here to talk to you. So, um, I told him, take this, remember this, and know that whether we see each other again in our lives at any point or not, this moment here was something that God wanted to happen. So um, I told him that. So just so you know, like p- the supernatural doesn't need to be, I'm going to go and like levitate outside or something and talk about Jesus. The supernatural can be something just as simple as that. Um, the next thing that I wanted to shed light on is that um, it is okay to seek support from others, okay? So a lot of times we feel like we get nervous to talk to people about the things that we're dealing with um, or whatever it may be. But I believe that God has built a church. He has built community of people that are believers that we can go to, we can talk to. It's not just you have to wait and see if Jared, Jared has uh, a free moment or t- – there's something on his schedule that you can talk to him. You can talk to him, you can talk to me, you can talk to literally anybody here. We are all here to support and to help each other regardless of what we're dealing with or what we're going through. Um, The other thing is that we need to focus on God as compared to focusing on our battles, right? So yes, I know we live in the earth that is a pretty rough place at times, and we do deal with battles constantly, but I want to tell you this, that when we focus on our battles, they almost always overcome us. But when we focus on God, we can almost always overcome our battles. I shouldn't even say almost. When we focus on God, I know that we can overcome our battles every single time. So um, picture it like this. So if you're in a house and it starts to catch on fire, you're like, um, I need to put this out, right? Naturally. So you have a couple options here. You can either first call the fire department who has this giant hose with a ton of water that can extinguish your fire, or you can take matters into your own hands and start filling up like glasses and buckets and stuff and just dumping them on the water, which I think is a terrible idea. Don't do that. Um, So those two options, like which which do you think you would choose? I think that in the same way, a lot of times whenever we're dealing with our battles, if you picture them like, like little fires in your life, your option is either to, one, call on God, who has the overpowering ability to just squander that and to to lift you up, or you can take matters into your own hands and just try your best to put that fire out on your own, right? But if you take more time trying to do it on your own, it's going to cause a lot more destruction to your home than it would if you didn't. So if you are trying to extinguish these little fires in your house with a little bucket... After time, you're going to be like, all right, I guess I can't do this on my own. I'm going to call the fire department. Um, But if you do the opposite and you just call them first, your house is going to be in a lot better shape. Um, So you should talk to God before you try to deal with problems on your own. And then the last thing I have for you guys today is that whenever God shows up in your life, give God the honor that is due. Because as it said in, in verse 15, It says, Moses built an altar there, and he named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. So I think it's really important. Like, there's a reason that that part was in this scripture, I think, because, I mean, it didn't necessarily need to be there, but I think God was trying to show us it is important to remember the things that he's done in our lives. So I know with myself, there are things that God has done in my life that I can look back to, I can remember. And I look at those things as encouragement. Um, That's not the only source of my encouragement, but it definitely helps me to see what God has done in my life so that whenever I am dealing with problems, when I am dealing with battles, I can go to him and I can say, God, I need you in this moment right now. And I can't do this on my own, but I know that you can because you've done it before. So remember the things that he has done and praise him and honor him for it, all right? Um, So for you today, I have a few questions for you. one is what battles are you facing today and then who will be your Aaron and her hypothetically not like me and her um <laughs> and i know and uh what is god challenging you to trust him for so what battles are you facing today who will be your Aaron and her which more simply stated is who is going to be someone who can who can gather around you and, and lift you up and encourage you? And what is God challenging you to trust Him for today? So, I'm just going to leave those questions up there real quick as I wrap this up. Um, but I just want to tell you this. The God, He doesn't expect you to go through your trials and your struggles on your own. Um, he's placed a ton of people in your life, as I mentioned before. He's placed so many people in your life that if you just reach out to them, like they will be there for you. They will, they will help you. They will support you, and they will face you back to God and what he has for you, all right? Um, so one thing that I, I personally would like to, you know, suggest um, makes sense because I'm a worship pastor, but a lot of times whenever I'm dealing with things, my first reaction is human nature where I'm like, I'm just going to sit over here and cry or like listen to emo music or like watch a sad movie or something. But I think that, um, whenever I decide to either pray or, or the biggest thing, like a lot of times when I'm dealing with really intense stuff, I don't even want to pray cause I feel like I'm just really frustrated and upset. I don't want to talk. So what I do is i take some music and I will just stick it on my phone or whatever I have and I'll just press play and it'll be something like a worship song or something in that, in that realm. Um, There's actually one specific song that I love that I've gone back to time and time again. And every time I hear it, even now, it's like it reminds me of who God is. Um, But it's a song called Come to Me by Bethel. So check it out, the Loft sessions version. If you forget what I said, ask me or look up the podcast because it's awesome. (laughs) But for real, though, it's such a good song and it reminds me of who God is and it reminds me of of how he's fighting for me all the time. Um, And then... Um I just want to, you know, ask you what what do you think that you should do about this today? Um because if you don't have anyone that you feel like you can go to, if you don't have people that you feel like you can talk to and talk through stuff with in your life or c- who can encourage you, I want to encourage you to go check out a life group. If you're not already in one, they're amazing because um after like a week or two even you form these amazing bonds and relationships just talking about who God is and stuff. And there's people that are in my life even now today that I have uh, might not be in life groups with anymore, but there's still people that I can go to and that I can talk to about things. And if you are in a life group, I want to encourage you to be open about it, right? Open about the things you're dealing with. So when you do go to your life group, that's what they're for. They're so that you can go there, that you can just cry out to your friends and just tell them what you're dealing with, okay? Okay. Um, also, for us, I think it's important to make sure that we are reaching out to people so that we can be that for others, so that whenever our colleagues or coworkers are being like, man, I can't deal with uh, Rhonda over here who's, like driving me nuts, she's so annoying, or something like that, or I'm dealing with this financial crisis in my home, or um, I've been having struggles with my wife or my husband at home, like you can be the person that is Jesus to them, because they might not go to church, they might not know anything about God but you can be the Jesus that they see and you can just shed light on their problems. You can give them encouragement through what God speaks to you. And then the last thing is just to praise him in the midst of your storms. So that's the easiest way for me to redirect my my doubts, my emotions that are not positive is to just praise him because that's what helps me f- redirect my focus on, on him, on my banner, on the one who is victorious in my life. Um, so... That is all that I have for you today. So I just want to encourage you with that stuff. And um, again, if you have any questions, if you need somebody to go to, you don't have anybody yet, come on now. (laughs) I gotcha. So, and I mean, whether I know what I'm talking about or not, I know that God can speak through me. And uh, I mean, if if I know someone who has better knowledge or wisdom, then I can hook you up with them too. So um, please don't ever be ashamed of,